welcome to Maggie's Running Podcast. I'm Maggie Cooper. In this week's episode, I thought I would talk a little bit about um, running even pace. I think for me personally, it's something that I've always um, tried to do in, in races. Um, but, you know, there are some pros and cons to trying to run even pace. And so um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about that in a, mi- in a minute. Um, also, I'm going to talk about some of the other running that I've been doing. Um, and um, But I want to start off with um, running in the in the heat because um, for many of us in the UK this week, it's been pretty hot. Um, not not actually that hot, really. If you come from another country, it really isn't that hot. But for for um, the UK, it's been pretty hot. And um, a lot of people sort of, com- you know, well, I suppose complain. Complain is probably a bit too strong a word, but, you know, um, sort of um, expressed um, discomfort about running in such um, temperatures. And uh, And I was thinking about it, and I was wondering, you know, is it really that that bad? Um, I remember running in um, China, and although I tried not to run in the middle of the day um, with the midday sun, as I said, mad dogs and Englishmen go out in the midday sun. But um, I tried not to do that, and I did tend to get up pretty early, you know, at sunrise, and like everybody else, did my exercise at that time of day whenever possible. But I have run in um, quite um, hot conditions, particularly, say, when I was in China. Sometimes I'd go to the gym because you know, it just wasn't um, feasible to be running in the middle of the day along the roads, lots of people, lots of traffic and, and stuff. It was, it was almost impossible. So I'd, I would often go to the gym and run on the treadmill there. And um, due to the fact that the air conditioning units had been stolen, um, I was often running in um, 30 plus degrees centigrade temperatures um, and, and it was also pretty humid. And I think I just adopted the mindset that that was the way that it was, and I would just run. Um, there's, there was there's no point in changing things that you can't change. There's a, there's a famous saying, isn't there? Ch- um, change, um, con- control the controllables, uh, or you can change the things that you can change, but you can't change the things you can't change. So you just need to um, accept them and deal with them. And I think that I kind of um, did that. Maybe you have to also accept that maybe you're going to be running a bit slower. That's that's fair enough. Um, but um, sometimes actually, um, especially when it's warmer, sometimes it can actually run faster. Um, your muscles are more um, warmed up and, and maybe it's a little bit easier in some, some respects. Obviously, you don't want to get dehydrated. You need to make sure you've got plenty of fluids and um, you know that type of thing. And, and, it's, and it's, I think it's really the afterwards that I've end up struggling with um, when you just can't get rehydrated properly but actually running in it in the heat I think is very much um, a mindset but mate uh, tell me if I'm wrong because it's not that hot here and it hasn't been that hot I mean uh, where we are I guess the hottest I ran in the middle of the day one day was it was probably 30 or something like that so it wasn't really that that bad and probably only ran five miles or something so but um, yeah it just made me think you know that uh, it, it, even working in in China in an office there, and the temperature was was very it was very very hot, and I didn't have any air conditioning or anything, and um, I just thought it just has to be done, just has to be done, so I'll do it. So anyway, that's my that's my um, that's my take on hot running, running in the heat. Um, this week though, we did do um, quite an interesting track session. Only really interesting in the fact that I had to run with a group of I think they were under eleven year old girls. Um, and it was really quite interesting uh, running with them. 
they they were really good. They were really um, they really tried hard to um, stay with the pace that they were supposed to be um, going at. But what I thought was particularly interesting for me was that um, I was either running at the very front trying to um, dictate the pace and they were to follow me, or I was running at the back and just help, helping the sort of last person along. Um, we just took it in turns, so they were at the front or the back, me, me and Sarah did, did that. So, um, and, um, and, I, and when I was running, I was running 300 metres and then we had like a two-minute rest and then 500 metres and then 300 metres and then repeated again. And on those 300 metres... Um, it felt really easy, really, really easy going through at about 64, 65 seconds, um, which isn't like massively fast. I mean, it, it should feel easy. But I remember at the beginning of lockdown trying to do some 300 metres on the um, seafront, on the promenade, um, and, and, and uh, there's, there were markers, 100 metre markers, and I set up and I would try and run with the wind behind me as much as possible. And just trying to get 70 seconds was a huge effort. And but yet I was like looking around, making sure they were still with me, and you know, and just going through in sixty four. And I think that that's there's two things I would say. Again, it's a mindset thing. Um, when you're with other people, for some reason, it just always seems easier. Um, I think that's a lesson for life as well. You know, it it is easier with other people by your side. It's always easier. But also, um, I think that it shows how much fitness I've um, got over these last few months by doing consistent training, doing the, all the sessions that I possibly can do, doing the strength and conditioning, doing, you know, getting in the, the mileage uh, really has made a difference to my fitness. Um, but it was, yeah, it was quite fun and it's quite, it's quite nice being able to you know, help support those younger athletes and um, bring them through. Obviously, if I'd been on my own, I would have tried to run faster and I would have tried to you know, have a session which challenged me personally. But in, in a way, there's kind of no point, especially when there's no races. It's kind of like, why, why bother trying to like, really kill yourself? It's, it's better to, I felt it's actually better use of my time to try and help those younger athletes and support them and um, help them to achieve um, their, their goals. I mean, hopefully they'll be going back to school and they'll, hopefully they'll have some um, little competitions in school and stuff and, and, and they will hopefully do, do well in those. So um, I really want then to talk about um, even running, even pace running. Now, um, I don't know if you saw um, the Diamond League um, races um, which were on last this last week, and particularly the 5,000 metres. Um, you may have seen um, uh, Joshua um, Cheptegei um, break the 5,000 metres world record. And what was particularly interesting about that was the, how evenly he ran his um, that 5K. He did... Um, the, the, these are the, the basic the times. I won't give you the, the exact point, whatever, of a second. But it was like two thirty two, two thirty two, two thirty one, two thirty, two thirty. Essentially, um, give or take a point something over a second. That is pretty even pace running for that five thousand meters, and that resulted in a world record by two seconds. And I was thinking about you know when we run say five k, do we really try to run that evenly? I think that. Um, uh, well, I think it actually it depends what sort of 
uh, race you're running in. If you're in a track race like that and trying to break the world record, then perhaps you've, you've got um, as little advantage in some ways of, of getting the eve pace even. You know, they had pacemakers, everybody knew that that was what was um, being asked for. Whereas, you know, in a race, it, it is slightly different. And if you get um, behind, I mean, I know, for example, in our in our park run, if you if you if you get if you're not in a decent position going round the lake, you're not going to get through the traffic. Um, so you kind of almost have to belt down the first couple of hundred meters as fast as you can to get in a decent position because everybody else otherwise will be ahead and you'll you'll get uh, you'd be you know, just caught behind people trying to overtake them on a section where everybody else will s- slow down. And so it, it's almost impossible to run even even pace. But in a situation where it is actually possible to run in even pace, then I feel it's always the best thing to do because you can um, you're gonna share the the work over the whole of the distance rather than sort of um, killing yourself on the first kilometer. I think it is. I think we're all guilty of doing that. Trying to you know if you look at your races, often it's the first part is is so much faster. I think in the London Marathon, for example. I can't remember something like ridiculous high, like 90% of people run the first half faster than the second half. But if we can get that um, um, discipline to run the, the a little bit slower, then um, it, it does make it a lot easier. I mean, my, my best marathon in terms of just feeling absolutely fine all pretty much all the way and they'll say fine you never feel fine in the marathon but actually um just executing the race properly uh it was when i i set out to run a certain speed i ran with the pacemaker and then when it got to about 17 miles and i still felt pretty pretty good then i went off ahead and um and, and finished um faster uh and and, it, and it, there's something very pleasurable about that not just the fact of overtaking people and feeling quite strong like that, but um, just um, you just it just the whole thing feels better. I mean, I have a I have a friend who does the the park run in London, and um, he every single time he he set off. I mean, whenever I ran there, he set off too fast, and then he would just get slower for each um, um, kilometer. Um, and I was like, you just got to set off. You've got to set off at the pace that you want to go. I think that the downside of that is sometimes you don't um, you don't necessarily push yourself. You, if you're going to do that, you kind of almost like predetermined how fast you're going to run. You might say, okay, I'm going to run 25 minutes, so I'm going to run five minutes per kilometer. But maybe you could actually run. Um, 22 and a half or something you know and if you had actually set off at um, 4.30 per kilometre then um, who knows could you have continued on so I think it's kind of like six one and a half dozen of the other if you really if you're really fit and you know like what speeds you can you're going to be able to go at I guess you you you, you go at that that speed but um but sometimes you might want to actually really challenge yourself and push yourself to go faster than that and just see what happens. I mean, um, I guess it, it's better if the race isn't so important and you can um, push as hard as you can to begin with and see if you can hold on. Um, and you lose, you lose nothing. If you, if you run badly in park run, it doesn't really matter. But um, maybe if you did that and you challenged yourself and you then... Uh, found that you actually had a really good time then you'd know another time that actually you have the capacity to run that bit faster but I think if you if you do want to get though a 
if you really want to get a fast time for you, um, then what is your personal best? If it's 25 minutes, then try and set out at five, five minutes per kilometre. Don't try and set out at four minutes per kilometre because then you're going to just slow down and, and it becomes less pleasurable. I just think the whole thing is more fun if you can kind of even um, pace the, the race. It's interesting that I think particularly um, you see this in, uh, say, 800-metre races, very short race, 800 metres, and you see um, people going out really, really fast. I mean, it's the 800 metres, the problem with 800 metres is that you've got to get in a good position. If you get boxed in, then really you, you, you can sometimes sort of um, say, well, f- forget it, It's not. It, this is not going to be my day. Um, that's not always the case. You sometimes can, can get out of a, a boxing situation. But So sometimes people do go off really, really fast so they can get into a, whatever a decent position is um, for them. But often you'll see, um, say, women athletes who, um, you know, maybe they're aiming to break um, two minutes for 800 metres and you'll see them going off and they'll run like sub 60 seconds for the first lap and then sort of almost die on the on the second uh, lap. Whereas you think, oh, why, why didn't they just like run 60 or 61 or something for the first lap and then really uh, give it a good effort on the second lap? And it, it, it's almost like every, everybody does it. So you, sometimes you don't really notice because the whole field slows on that second lap. Um, but if you actually look at the times, you'll say, hey, they went through, maybe they went through in 61, they finished in 209. And it's like, well, that means they took 68 to do the second lap. You know, it's, 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 it's quite a big, a big difference. And you think, well, what would have happened if they just run a little bit slower on the first lap? Would they then have achieved a better time? So I don't think it, ma- it doesn't matter what the distance is. You know, it might be to 800 metres or it might be a, a marathon. You've kind of got to think, what, what, pace, what pace am I aiming for? It, perhaps it becomes more important. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. maybe it is or maybe it isn't more important as the longer the race is. Um, but I think the suffering is greater if it's a longer, um, if it's a longer race. It can be uh, quite um, demoralising if you get to sort of mile 20 of a marathon and you're seeing the, t- the time slip by, slip by and you've still got quite a long way to go so I think it's it's good to practice it's good to practice that but I was thinking also though about normal runs I think that um, sometimes it's nice not to run even pace on your every every run you know that you do training run I mean um, I recently have um, done quite a few runs where there's been some segments on um, Strava and I've thought you know what I'm going to try and run that that particular section fast and um and as a result of that you know you you, you might be you know, plodding along at a sort of steady pace and then you do that fast section and then you, when you start to run what you think is slowly again actually you'll you'll find that the pace is faster than you were running when you were just running along steadily and i think sometimes the legs kind of need to be like um uh, kicked into action and I guess that's why warming up and maybe doing a few sprints before you start is, is quite a good idea, just to get the legs used to moving that little bit quicker. Um, but I've definitely found that when I've, uh, when I've 
done um, yeah, these, these little segments and, and then they're like, oh, I'm just have a rest now. And I run along and it's like the next kilometre is like faster than the, the, normal, the normal sort of speed that I was going. And I think it is good to mix it up a little bit in, um, in your training runs, just to run that little bit quicker for different segments. You know, maybe you can say um, a little bit like a, um, what they call fartlek, you know, where you maybe run for fast for like one minute or, um, you know, or for two minutes or, or different, different sections, diff- different lengths. Um, and I just think that, that it kind of makes it more fun as well, it, especially if it's a little bit of a boring route. A lot of my routes are quite boring because it's just along the, uh, the the river and it all looks much the same. Um, so to throw in a few extra bits like that, it's a bit like you know, running on the treadmill. When I ran on the treadmill, I used to do that too. I used to either like try and just gradually ramp the speed up or do some sections a little bit quicker because otherwise it would become so boring that you just um, sort of, uh, you, you know, just looking at the time it seems to go past very, very slowly. So, um, yeah, so even pace, even pace for a race. Yeah, I think that there is, it is a good idea unless you want to sort of go for glory and um, just try to just see how you can challenge yourself. But you'll see in those races where people have got really, really quick times, often they've run really, really even pace. And actually, if you look at Kenelisa Bakili's times um, splits for when he beat that world record, and I think that was 16 years previously, his splits were almost exactly the same. They were also very, very even within a, a couple of seconds. So, um, yeah, next time you get a chance to run 5K, I'll try and think, what's my personal best? Divide that by five, um, and that's the time I shall try and run for each kilometre. For me, I'll be aiming for four minutes for each kilometre. That's not necessarily my best, but I really want to beat 20 minutes. Um, and one of the ones we ran relatively recently, we went through that first kilometre in uh, 3.52, and that's what completely killed me. I think that day, if I'd gone through that first kilometre in four minutes instead of in 3.52, then I would have got um, nearer to 20 minutes rather than 20 and a half, which is what I finished in. So, um, yeah, those are my thoughts on the on the running um, generally. Um, I hope that that's interesting. And um, if you've got some other comments or um, maybe you, you've got some comments about what, what was your best ever ever race, what were the splits for that? Did you, did you achieve um, that even pace or did you, did you just, or did you go for glory and um, die at the end but still got a good time? It'd be interesting to know. Okay, um, that's all for now. So thanks for listening. Bye for now.